Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Fibber and Molly join us in a moment. The best way to bring out the beauty of your wood floors is to use Johnson's Paste Wax. And the best way to polish Paste Wax is to use a Johnson Electric Floor Polisher. And ladies, here is good news. You can now rent one from your neighborhood dealer by the day, and at a very low cost. A Johnson Electric Polisher takes the hard work out of floor polishing. Its fast-spinning brush does all the buffing automatically as you guide the polisher across the floor. That simple. Yes, with a Johnson Electric Polisher, floor polishing is done in one-tenth the time it used to take. And, of course, you know how easy a glowing coat of hard, gleaming wax will be to keep clean. An occasional light dusting does the job... So ask your dealer about renting a Johnson electric polisher by the day. Or you can have one for your very own. The price is $44.50. Rent or buy. Either way, you'll find a Johnson electric polisher and a can of genuine Johnson's paste wax are the perfect pair to bring out the beauty of your home. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the home. The world is made up of two kinds of people, men and women. Here is one of each, Fibber McGee and Molly. So this guy says to me, okay, wise guy, he says, if you know so much about politics, he says, who's going to be elected president, he says. So I takes a deep breath, looks him square in the eye and says, kind of cool and collected, I says, well, who's running? Well, he could see I had him there Because by the time he named everybody that's running It'd be way past supper time for both of us Oh, am I boring you, kiddo? Not at all, dearie I love to hear men talk politics You do? Yes, they always seem so childish It brings out my motherly instincts (laughs) Ah, but I don't feel too good, McGee I have a slight toothache A toothache? Mm -hmm. Well, my gee whiz Maybe you can't just sit around all evening and suffer with a toothache you know, my policy, if a tooth starts bothering you, go to the dentist and have it yanked. Well, if that's your policy, dearie, it must have lapsed right after we were married. Well, what do you mean? Well, for a man who likes to sit down as much as you do, I've never seen anybody so frightened of an easy chair with a glass bowl on the arm of it. <laughs> well, my teeth are particularly sensitive. They are? Mm. Most people have a thick layer of enamel on their teeth. I was born with a thin coat of shellac. <laughs> Oh, well, this isn't enough for toothache to make a fuss about. It's more just a little touch of neuralgia. Mm -hmm. It'll go away. Okay. Let's change the subject. Good idea, good idea. Get your mind off it. Yes. Let's talk about something else entirely. Good. How long you had this toothache? (laughs) Oh, off and on all day. Hardly felt it most of the time, though. Oh? For a while this morning, I lost it entirely. I was listening to Fred Waring on the radio. Isn't he wonderful? You said it. My gosh, Snooky, we... 
Can't get Waring to play all day for you, you know. Well, the Johnson's Wax people did better than that. They got him to play all summer for them. Oh. <laughs> now, not a word to whoever this is about my toothache, McGee. I want to forget it. <laughs> it's a deal. Come in. Oh, it's Mr. Wimple, McGee. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp, old man. Hello, folks. <laughs> well, how's everything with you these days, Mr. Wimple? Oh, just fine, Mrs. McGee. Just keen, if I may use a slang expression. You know that sweetie face... Sweetie face? You mean... My big old wife, yes. (laughs) You know, sweetie face hasn't said a cross word to me for a solid week. Well, isn't that wonderful? Yes. She's been visiting her mother. (laughs) Oh, I see. My goodness, I hope you two haven't quarreled. Oh, no. I've heard of fellows whose wives get mad at them and go home to their mothers and stay there. But I guess I just don't know how to work it. Ah, you know you'd miss her if she really left, Wimp. (laughs) Can't you ever be serious, Mr. McGee? (laughs) Mr. Wimple, uh, what are your plans for the summer? Oh, we have the summer all mapped out. We've got enough money saved so that one of us can go to Honolulu... And the other can stay here and go to the movies twice a week. (laughs) I'll bet Sweetie Face takes the trip to Honolulu. Well, I must say, she's very fair about things like that, Mr. McGee. We draw straws for it. Oh, which uh, straw gets the trip to Honolulu? The long one or the short one? Whichever one Sweetie Face draws. (laughs) (laughs) Well, personally, I'm glad to see summer coming, Wimp. I like summer, too. Picnics and long walks and wondering who has your umbrella. I like summer, too. Did you ever hear my poem about summertime? I call it, It Was Not My Fault. How's it go, Wimp? It was not my fault. When I was young and my heart was gay, I had a girl whose name was May. She loved to picnic on the grass amidst the trash and broken glass. With hard-boiled eggs on which to choke and ants and thorns and poison oak. One day, May sat upon a bee and leaped up screaming names at me. So my summer finished there that day, right at the very end of May. wasn't that bad. No, but this tooth is. Oh, well, come on, Snooky. Let me take you down to the dentist. It's too late for office hours, but I'll call him up and have him meet us there. Oh, we can't do that. Why can't we? My gosh, I just paid him 42 bucks for fillings. That's quite an outlay for an inlay. <laughs> if I hadn't been an umpche, I'd have put up an eBay. So don't feel you can't have him come. Oh, dear, it's Dr. Gamble. Oh, swell. He'll give you something for that tooth. No, He's no, just... no, no. I'm not a word to him. Please. Oh, now. but Molly, you He's gotta have... too trivial. Come in. Hello, Molly. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Nice to see you. Hello, gruesome. Hi, butcher boy. How's your golf game? I haven't had time to play golf since August of 1940, and you know it. What made you think the doctor was playing golf, dearie? I heard a couple of other doctors talking about him. They said he was developing a bad slice. That's professional jealousy, my boy. It is common knowledge in surgical circles that a gamble incision is short and to the point. On an appendectomy, for instance, par for the course is nine stitches. I do it in seven. Really, doctor? Seven stitches? Why, certainly he does. Have you ever seen his needlework? <laughs> My gosh, he must have studied sewing under Omar the tent maker. 
Now, McGee, don't talk like that to the good doctor. Well, I can't stand a guy that brags. He was, I may not be absolutely and completely perfect in every possible way myself, but if I got false, at least I'll admit it. I'll face it. That I will say for you, my boy. Everyone at the Elks says that about you. Oh, yeah. they do, Doctor, that McGee is not afraid to face his faults? I think that's what they mean. They always refer to him as old false face. Ah, <laughs> uh, they like me down there. Uh, look, Doctor, uh, if you don't play golf, how do you keep so fit? You must get some kind of exercise. Why shouldn't he be fit? He don't have to take those concoctions he dreams up himself. He just dishes them out. Ignoring the feeble jibe from little Big Mouth here, Molly... I usually manage to get out and play some softball on Saturday afternoon. Is that so? Yes, in fact, I'd agreed to catch for the mortician's team this week, but I had to cancel it on account of the newspaper. Yeah? What have the papers got to do with it? They ran a picture of me yesterday with a caption that said, Local doctor agrees to play ball with the undertakers. <laughs> Say, I'd better go explain that to the medical board. Oh, so long. That tooth give you any trouble since dinner, Mom? Oh, hardly any, dearie. I'm sure it's just a temporary little upset. Yeah. I'll put a hot water bottle on it if it gets any worse. Oh, that's no good. Why isn't it? I tried that. I had a terrible toothache once, and somebody told me to put a hot water bottle on it, and by the time I got the dad-dreaded thing in my mouth, I like to strangle myself. <laughs> you put the hot water bottle in your mouth? Well, where else have I got teeth? I had to empty the water out of it to get it in my mouth, and then when I tried to fill it up again, it, I swelled up look, so much. Look, look. <laughs> Can we change the subject? Okay. When we talk about it, it hurts. And... Come in. Oh, it's the old-timer, McGee. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. Hello there, kids. <laughs> Hi, old-timer. Hey, before you say anything, let's not talk about teeth, huh? Molly's got a toothache. We want to keep off the subject. That's absolutely right, Johnny. Better forget it. Yeah. Only way to let her forget it is to get her mind off it. Right, so let's talk about that. Yes, sir, daughter. If you sit around brooding about that awful throbbing pain that keeps going through you like electricity, mm. jangling your nerves like the bell on a hook and ladder, well, uh... stabbing at you like little hot needles, it'll hurt. <laughs> well, thank you. I remember when I was a kid, kids. We didn't have no dentist in them days, kids. No, sir. Papa used to take care of us kids' as toothaches himself. Your father? Yep. Had a very simple system, Papa did. Yeah? Whenever we'd get a toothache, he'd just tie a string to the tooth, tie the other end to a brick, brick. Got my upper plate stuck there, Johnny. <laughs> tie the other end to a brick, I reiterate, and heave the brick out the window. Oh, I see. I remember the last tooth he pulled for me that way. The mayor sued him for $50,000. <laughs> the mayor? My gosh, what business was it of his? Well, it was this way, Johnny. <laughs> Papa tied the string to a tooth, see? Yeah. Sat me down in the living room, tied a brick to the string, took it upstairs, and flung it out the second-story window. My <laughs> heavenly days, what happened? Well, the string yanked me halfway up the hall steps, jammed me into the turn at the landing, and broke. Wow. Brick hit the mayor, who happened to be passing, and knocked him into the gutter cold. The two ladies from the temperance club see him laying there in the gutter and call the police. Cops chucked the mayor into the pokey, and the ladies got up a petition to throw him out of the city hall, and when he come to and got his wind back, he sued Papa. <laughs> Papa got his wind back first, was over the border into Mexico, where he lived happily ever after, con mucho gusto. Adios, amogis. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I'm glad he's gone. 
The more he talked about toothaches, the more my tooth ached. Now, let's forget it now, kiddo. I won't say another word about teeth. Let's talk about the time I was in the seesaw business back in Sioux City for the... You in the seesaw business? I never told you about when I sold seesaws for the seesaw company that old man Seymour had in Sioux City. You never did. Well, baby, I will. You see, I was a senior seesaw salesman for the Seymour Seesaw Company, and I sold saws on the side. Oh? When I'd start out with a sample seesaw and a sack full of saws, I'd sell the other saw salesman silly, because I was as saucy a seesaw salesman as the other saw salesman ever saw. <laughs> Why, I could sell you a two-buck buck saw that would outsaw any buck saw you ever saw a young buck saw with, and for six bucks, I'd sell you a saw buck to saw with the buck saw on. I told so many saws and seesaws that I got saw sick from saw selling and seasick from seesaw selling. And between the saw selling and the seesaws and the seasick seesaw sales and the saw sick saw sales and the buck saws and the saws. Hey, Santa Bell. Come in. Hello, folks. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Come in. Hi, Junior. Say, awfully sorry I'm late, kids, but I just came from a sales meeting. Well, now, you didn't have to rush over here all out of breath, Junior. We'd have made out some way, even if you didn't show up at all. Oh, I didn't want to disappoint you, pal. Disappoint us, he says. Ah, uh, gee, that was a great meeting we had tonight, what? kids. You see, our district manager always gives a short talk on some current event, some topic in the news. And tonight, he really picked us up. Yeah, what did he talk on, Junior? Politics, European affairs, or the love life of the anchovy? <laughs> no. No, he selected as his subject, Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Oh, McGee, you sucker. Will you ever learn to keep your business? He started out by saying what pride most housewives take in the appearance of their kitchen. And how when they see their kitchen linoleum all covered with dirt mm. and mud makes any good housekeeper just grit her teeth. Grit her teeth. Oh, <laughs> And he went on to say how tracked in dirt and dampness and spilled things can be a perfect pain in the neck. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, we know, Junior. Until, look, of I'm... course, you discover how Johnson's self-polishing glow coat protects that linoleum against dirt and dampness yes. and makes spilled things so easy to wipe up. Yeah, but what I'm And because you... there's no rubbing or buffing with glow coat, yeah, you but... find that more housewives use glow coat than any other floor polish. Yeah, but... Because you can bet your back teeth, he oh, said. Oh, back teeth, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can bet your back teeth that with a safe and simple protection, glow coat gives you linoleum floor coverings, you're going to save a lot of the wear and tear on your nerves. That uncertainty about the appearance of your home that leaves a housewife's nerves raw at the end of the day. Oh! <laughs> Junior, please, look. And Molly, in conclusion, in conclusion, he pointed out one thing. Hey, hey, look, waxy. Yes, pal? May I point out one thing in conclusion? Why, sure, pal. What? The door. Oh, good night. Good night. You know, as much as I like that kid, sometimes he gets on my nerves a little. Nerves? Oh. <laughs> hey, you didn't hardly open your mouth while Junior was here, Molly. You usually help me annoy him a little bit. Well, I was afraid if I did, I'd scream. Yeah? No use kidding myself any longer, dearie. This tooth is killing me. Oh, gee whiz, kiddo. I wish you'd let me took you to the dentist while he was still open. Look, you sit down here. I'll run upstairs and get some aspirin out of the medicine chest. I looked a while ago. We haven't any aspirin. Well, I'll call Kramer's drugstore. Uh-oh. Kramer closes at 10 o'clock. What time is it? 11.30. Oh. Well, give me the phone. I'll call Kramer at home and have him run down there, open up, grab some aspirin, and run over here with it. I tried that. There's no answer. No. I guess I'm stuck with it until morning, dear. Oh, no, you're not, baby. Leave everything to me. I'll get you some aspirin. Where? At Kramer's drugstore. It's closed. I'll open it. I can get in. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I'll sneak up the alley. I'll jimmy the door. Oh, no. I don't need aspirin. I feel better. Yes. I've, I'm going with you. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh. 
alley, kiddo. This is an alley. To the back door now. Right up to the back door of the drugstore. McGee. Huh? I don't feel quite right about breaking into Mr. Kramer's drugstore. Uh, I was always taught that burglary was rude. Oh, my gosh. We tried to get Kramer on the phone, didn't we? Why don't he stick to business? Business? My goodness, it's after 12.30 midnight. Well, is that our fault? Let's be logical about this thing. Oh, here we are. Here we are. Hadn't we ought to case the joint before we stick a shiv in the watchman and swag the hijack? Huh? Or hijack the heist? Uh, no. Or, oh. take, take it easy now. Take it easy, baby. First thing I got to do is disconnect the burglar alarm. If that thing ever starts clanging, we'll be up to our clavicles and harness bulls. How does it happen you know so much about disconnecting burglar alarms? <laughs> I sat right there on the top of that very trash can and watched the guy install it. I told him at the time that any thief that couldn't get past that alarm with a bobby pin and a burnt match wasn't worth his... Ah, there we are. Burglar alarm is off. Look on that nail to your left there, kiddo. Under the windowsill. That's it. That's where Kramer keeps his extra key. Here you are. Yeah. With the key so handy and the alarm so easy to shut off, I don't know why Mr. Kramer even bothers to close the door, much less lock it. <clears throat> well, if he didn't, the place would be full of flies in the morning. <laughs> ah, there we are. Okay, Snooky. After you. Go on in. Mr. Kramer must have been expecting somebody to break in. He left the light on. Yeah, now, let me see. Where does he keep the aspirin tablets? Make yourself an ice cream soda, kiddo, while I kind of snoop around Ice cream on this tooth? Yeah. McGee, how can you even suggest such a thing? Oh, let's see here in this drawer. Razor blades, toothbrushes, soda mints, inner tubes, wearing blenders, glow coat, bicycle clips. Oh, Oh, heavenly days, what's that? It's the burglar alarm. Come on, let's beat it. I thought you shut it off. I did. I told you that guy didn't know how to install a burglar alarm. Won't even stay turned off. Hey, we better scram. I ain't even found the aspirin yet, Mom. Never mind the aspirin. Let's take a powder. Yeah. McGee, I hear a siren. Oh, so do I. It's the police, McGee. It's yeah. the police. Let's get out. What the... All right, here they are, Needham. Go watch the front door, Lewis. All right, you two. Get them up and keep them up. Frisk them, Brorby. Uh, you lay a hand on me, you big lugan, and I'll take off me slipper and hammer your pointed little head full of French heel prints. Give me back my pocketbook. Yeah, now, look here, Buster. All three of you guys. I can explain this. A guy that's a friend of mine owns this drugstore, see? Oh, sure. And your wife had a toothache, and you just busted in to get a couple of aspirin tablets. Exactly. How on earth did you guess that, officer? Oh, brother, how corny can they get? All right, bring them along, Brorby. Hey, cut that out. Wait a minute. You can't take me to any place. You can't take me to for you, McGee. We've called everybody you suggested. So far, we haven't found anybody home. I don't know what this country's coming to when a guy's friends can't stay home and answer the phone when he gets in a jam. Well, personally, I'm tired of the whole argument. Just show us to our rooms, officer. I'm sleepy. Doggone it, this is ridiculous. There must be somebody in Whistle Vista that knows me and will vouch for me. Vote? (laughs) You'll have to admit this is a pretty silly story of yours, folks. If you only had some evidence that you were in... Here's somebody says he knows the drugstore burglars, Chief. 
We are not a drugstore burglar. No. We never stole a drugstore in our whole life. Oh, heavenly days, it's Mr. Williams, the weatherman, McGee. Foggy, old man, pal. Hi, friend. Look, here's what happened, Foggy. Molly had a toothache, see? Uh, yes, and... yes, I heard all about it, McGee. Oh? Chief, I'll take the responsibility for these people's release. You mean this fellow's an honest, decent, law-abiding citizen, Mr. Williams? Am I under oath? <laughs> no. Then, yes, he is. Uh, may we go now, officer? Please do. Thanks, bud, and if we never see you again, we can wait. Likewise, citizen. <laughs> oh, my, you'll never know how we appreciate this, Mr. Williams. My goodness, McGee had them call Dr. Gamble, Mr. Kramer, Mr. Wilcox, and everybody. Oh, it's quite all right, Mrs. McGee. I had just got to bed, although I was not yet asleep. I had been studying quite late. Studying? Yes. Yes, I'm doing some research on the basic causes of typhoons, hurricanes, and tornadoes. And I think I've found the answer. Heavenly days, Mr. Williams. That's marvelous. You'll be famous. You mean you've discovered the causes for tornadoes, typhoons, and hurricanes? I think so, yes. Oh, what is it? Wind. <laughs> but uh, I'll ask you to keep the information confidential until I check into it a little further. Just ordinary wind. Can I drop you someplace? No, thanks, Foggy. They brung our car along to the station, wanted to check the trunk compartment for hot merchandise and dead bodies. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, kid. Not at all. Good night. Probably. Good night, Mr. Williams. <laughs> oh, thank goodness that's over. Yeah, well, here's the car. Get into it. <laughs> How's the toothache now? Well, it's all gone. Lost in the excitement, I guess. Uh, I knew I could cure it one way or another. Well, you certainly... McGee! You turned the wrong way. No, I didn't. Kramer's Drugstore is on Oak Street at 14th. But why Kramer's Drugstore? My toothache is gone. I don't need any aspirin. Oh, I do. I got a headache. <laughs> keep an eye out for the cops, kiddo. There's a good way and a bad way to keep wood floors clean. If you've been scrubbing your wood floors with water, you've been doing them more harm than good. Water soaks wood, raises the grain, and dulls the surface. If you've been using Johnson's Liquid Cleaning and Polishing Wax, you've been doing it the best and the easiest way. Your floors are clean, shining, and wax-protected. You see, Johnson's Liquid Cleaning and Polishing Wax makes water scrubbing unnecessary. It's a combination of effective cleaning ingredients and genuine wax. It dry cleans and waxes your floors at the same time. With just a little buffing, your wood floors are perfectly clean and sparkling with a bright, shining luster. Just think, no more constant back-breaking scrubbing. Johnson's Liquid Cleaning and Polishing Wax does away with all that. One easy application cleans, polishes, and protects. Next time, ask your dealer for Johnson's Liquid Cleaning and Polishing Wax and enjoy the easy, modern way to clean and bring out the beauty of your home. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the home. They had a policeman posted at the back door of the drugstore when you went back. Me too. It took both of us to figure out how to shut off that burglar alarm. Both of you? Yeah. 
You mean the policeman helped you get back in there? Sure. But why? He had an earache. <laughs> Wanted me to get him a couple aspirin tablets. Have one? Yes, thank you. A pleasure. Take two, they're small. Good night. Good night, all. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products, Racine, Wisconsin, bring you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.